0: Good evening to all. This is Coach Dion Mingo, and thanks for joining me on the, <clears throat> the Mingo podcast, and uh, peace to all. And, you know, I got a couple subjects that I want to discuss tonight. Um, First, I'm going to look at the uh, the high school, you know, transfer rule and basketball trainers, things of that nature and you know how basketball trainers are impacting high school kids you know whether they're helping or harming them i think this is a important issues for coaches because there's some coaches who want who would like to have their players be trained by a guy that participated in the sport at least on a college level at least on a college level Uh, even if yeah, I, I would say high school level, but at least on a college level, where he knows what he's talking about, he knows, you know, the the intricacies of the game and certain things you got to do and how you should train and what you should be training on, and you know, things like that. And I want to touch on, uh, you know, on playing, just you know, flat out playing, not you know, you know, training with a cone or holding a tennis ball or, you know, you know, getting hit with a stick when you go up for a layup. Yeah, that's all good. But we we got to get back to the basics with the game. We got to get back to the basics with the game. Three on three, two on two, four on four, things like that. That's the way kids learn how to play the game. That's how I learn how to play the game. (laughs) You know, you know, you play two on two and three on three, you know, you, you you can't just always expect to get the ball. You got to go screen away. You got to you know get out the way. Once you pass it, things like that. Kids aren't doing that today. It's that simple. Kids are just not doing that today. It's not it's not that what's being taught at the elementary level, at the AAU level, and at the high school level. When you get certain kids, you know they're you know. They wanna play on the wing if they're big, which is good. That's fine. But you gotta know how to play basketball, period. You know, we're gonna dive right in it right into it tonight and just you know, you know, touch on these couple of couple of subjects and things of that nature. Once again, it's Coach Mingo. You know, for those who are new listeners or, you know, not familiar with who I am. I'm the head coach at Nork Academy in Livingston, New Jersey. Um, I was appointed that position mm, maybe about two months ago. And um uh, very, very excited to work with you know the kids that I had up there. Prior to that, I was at uh Bloomfield College. I was I played at Bloomfield College. And um after Bloomfield College, I went on to Dwight Englewood, which is a prestigious private school in Englewood, New Jersey. Coach, there with a fellow by the name of Eli Goldberger. He was a, a mentor and um, a very big supporter of mine, you know, and, you know, he, he has, you know, something to do with a lot to do with where I'm at now in the coaching world. Um, after, Dwight Inglewood, I went on to Rutgers North for two years. I worked with the great Joe Lochran, who's a really, really great coach defensively. Guy just knows the game. He just knows, you know, how to get players to play. When I was there, we made a run to the NCAA tournament. Um, and, you know, I just learned a lot, you know. After that, I went on to East Orange Campus High School. I graduated from East Orange High School and... I I uh ended up coaching at East Orange uh Campus High School with a fellow by the name of Billy Lovett. Billy Lovett is really really good coach. Can't take nothing away from him. Really 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 good coach. Um had some issues there with the State of New Jersey with all, which which ultimately led to his uh his resignation from the district as, you know, a coach. Um from there, I went to North Thirteenth Street Tech, which is a technical school in Essex County, New Jersey, in North New Jersey. Um, there were there's four technical schools in in Essex County: North North Thirteenth Street Tech, Bloomfield Tech, um, West Caldwell Tech, and North Tech. So they were part of those. They were part of that Essex County vocational schools. And what happened was North 13th Street Tech combined with Bloomfield Tech. They became Pain Tech. They're gonna, this is gonna be their first season, uh, as a school competing in the Super Essex Conference for basketball and multiple sports. Um, so. There was a, a interview process of who was gonna get the job, whether it's gonna be Coach Mingo, it was it gonna be Brad Howard, who is the coach at Bloomfield Tech. Ultimately they ended up going with Coach Howard, who won a group two sectional championship, well deserved. Um and and from there, you know, I had to make a move. I had to make moves. I, you know, was dabbling and going in going back into coaching, but I just knew that I wanted a good situation where, you know, I had kids that you know, was willing to put forth the, um, the academic effort as much as they wanted to put forth the athletic effort. That's something that I really, really miss while I was at Dwight Inglewood. So I decided to reach out to Nork Academy interview process, things of that nature, boom, offered a job accepted. Very, very happy, very, very happy to be there. Um, fella by the name of Ted Gilbert, who's the AD up there, he was very, very uh welcoming. You know, they they welcome me on board, and I get a chance to try to turn around the program. You know, so it's I'm, I'm excited for that, but you know, I'm just happy to you know begin this new journey. So, with that being said, let's roll right into the Training topic, training. All right. So the first thing I want to touch on is, you know, do you believe that training is essential to the developmental of a high school player or, uh, um, a middle school kid or a really, really young kid in the elementary school? You know, what say you, what say you, um, My personal thoughts are very, very simple. You know, there's been numerous times where I walk into different gyms in Essex County, Union County, Hudson County, Bergen County, New Jersey, and you walk in and you see a kid, you know, dribbling two basketballs. He's going up and down. He's coming back. Now, try to picture this now. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, paint a picture here. He's going up and down and he's coming back. All right. You you can't do that in the game. (laughs) You can't do that in the game. You need one ball. You don't need two balls, but that's just me. That's just me. People are saying, well, they use two balls so they can, you know, get a feel for the ball or whatever the case is. Cool. That's that's what you do. I get it. I get it. But. And then. There's some old school guys that I know, like the Sandy Peonin, where you go into his gym in Union County at the YMCA, kids are playing four on four, five on five, and he's telling them, pass the ball, screen away, cut, pass, cut, catch, look, that's how you get better in the game. yeah. And and you know what I don't see a lot of kids working on? And it baffles my mind. Shooting. Nobody works on shooting. Everybody is doing a cone drill. They're going between the cones. They're going between the cones. They're laying it up off the wrong foot. I mean, is that necessary? Is that necessary? My personal opinion I would start them out with two on two, three on three, four on four, build them up, build it up. Two on two, you learn how to set set a screen, three on three. You either screen it for the guy with the ball or you screen it for your teammate off the ball. Four on four, you can introduce the shell drill where a kid, you know, where you're balancing the floor, you know, you got two guys on each side, and they're passing, they're screening away. The Th- that's not being taught. That's not being taught, and that's a major issue with the developmental, the the the, the, the development, the development of, of of kids. You know, it's a major issue. You know, everybody has a trainer. Everybody got a guy that they work with. And then, you know, once they start working with this guy and, you know, they showing them the little drills on, on social media, you know, hashtag, that's my guy. Okay. Well, he never played. So in my opinion, he don't know what he's talking about. My opinion, my opinion, respectfully, <laughs> respectfully. Um, So, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, start with the basics. Teach them how to play two-on-two, three-on-three. Build it up to four-on-four. Four. You'll see results. The best teacher of the game is having them play. Having them play. Work on their shooting. See if they can make a layup going full speed with both hands. There's a lot of kids that I see that can't do that. They can't do it. All right, we'll get back to that in in a few. I want to introduce the transfer topic. So there is a situation that I had personally that I experienced where I had when I first took over at North 13th Street Tech. 2004, 2015, 16, I come in, I'm a first year head coach, I'm at North 13th Street Tech. I'm not going to say the player's name because it's not fair to them, but the parents had a big part of what happened with these kids leaving. And these kids came from another high school where they left and were looking for a quote unquote new situation. All right. So I got player X and I got player Y. Player X is obviously a better player than player y but wherever player x goes player y follows him religiously now player y parents are a guardian to player x follow me player y is the primary guardian to player x who's the better player who has the better upside who has more skill who is more athletic who is more likely to play at the collegiate level player x all right follow follow what i'm saying so i get player x i get player y i'm going to jump i'm going to speed ahead a little bit we finish the season 19 and seven player X is one of the better players in Essex County player Y had to sit out about 13 games and he um he was able to come back after the 13th game player X is a you know between a guard and a forward and player X is primarily a- at the guard position he's skilled but he's, he's raw he's raw With that being said, you know, I invested a lot of time with player X and player Y. We did a lot of uh, workouts, uh, things of that nature, making sure they were always in the gym, getting the necessary work that they need to improve and get better. Mind you, all of this is taking place during the summer months. All right. And you know, as a coach, me and my assistant coaches, we're investing a lot of time in player X and player Y. We're in summer league, we're in uh we're having workouts, things of that nature. So player Y dad feels as though he needs uh he needs a bigger role and um he needs to, you know, be more involved. And I explained to player Y's dad that his role would, it will expand during, during the season. But in order to expand your role, you have to put the work in in the summer, which he was doing. So I don't know where the, the, uh, miscommunication came in, but long story short, I'm going to move ahead again. Player X and player Y, player Y transferred out of North 13th Street and goes to a private school in Jersey City, New Jersey. And with, you know, that left me, Coach Mingo, in a bind. Left me in a bind. You invest all this time. You put in all this extra work. You're trying to teach life life lessons to these kids, things of that nature. And then without, with a drop of a hat, they're at another school. All right. So just to give you a a picture, paint a picture of what type of season I endured that year was, you know, we were two and 22. We won two games and lost 22 games. This is my second year after winning 19 games. Now, we're the conference have us listed as one of the better teams in the conference. They moved us up a division. We are a preseason favorite to contend for a, a North 2, Group 2 sectional title. So after losing these kids, I move up a division, and it, you, you just got to go out and you know, compete to the best of your ability. Um, like I said, we go two and 22. I personally think is one of the better coaching jobs that I have done. That's that, that, that sounds crazy, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I think is one of the better coaching jobs that I've done since I became a head coach. For one, you got to keep these guys engaged for 24 games. You're going out every night. You're competing and you're coming up short. You're coming up short. You as a coach got to teach these kids. You can't because you tell kids all the time. You can't quit. You shouldn't quit. And now it's more if it's more on me more than ever to not quit and give up on these kids. Because I know what we're going. We're walking into and it's going to be rough every night. So you know we went through the season, my guys stayed with me. We we played every game, we competed. We lost some close games and there's some games, you know, it just got away from us. Um I had a, my job became very very, you know, hard cuz you had to keep these guys engaged every day. We're going to get better. Make sure you have, pra- have practice on time. We got a lot of work to do, and they showed up, and they showed up, and that's what it's about. It's about letting these kids know when the going gets tough, you can't cut out. You can't quit. You can't, you know, look for a way out. You just can't do it, you know, and they stuck with me, and I appreciate them for that. And, you know, I was playing guys, you know, who were sophomores and juniors and who never played varsity before. They're playing 32 minutes a game. You know, they they got to compete. They got to get out there and compete. You're going up against better schools, you know, better competition because the year prior to the year we had, the committee thought that, well, they're going to have player X and Y. But they're going to be able to compete, not knowing – X and Y isn't there, so when they're not there, you can't just you know call the committee and tell them, well, X and Y left. Can we move down the division? It it just don't work like that. It just don't work like that. But my the point I'm trying to make is, it's very very tough on coaches to you know keep their players, you know to keep them in house, you know because you're battling so many different things. You're battling the AAU coaches. You battling, you know, the private school coaches who was telling these kids, "Well, you know, why are you over there? We got better exposure, we got a, a better schedule, you know, we can put you in front of more coaches, things of that nature, you know." So, you know, kids, you know, they they buy into it. Parents buy into it. Now, there's some parents that I I encounter who are just like, "Look, it, it, it's about basketball." But it's not. So I'm gonna keep him here for, you know, the right reasons, you know. So this situation that I'm in now at Nork Academy, you know, I'm not saying that it'll never happen, but the likelihood of that happening is very, very low. Cause the academic standard is so high and the kids that are there are there for the academic portion opposed to the athletic portion and that's where uh and that's where there's a disconnect in the public school you know because you know they're so caught up with the athletic portion that the academic often gets overlooked you know there's a you know in norton new jersey there's a ton of talent walking around in the public school sector i mean you can go down to central shabazz university uh Eastside, Eastside does a really good job with their kids. You know, shout out to um, Coach Tavares and Coach Gavin. They do a really, really good job in putting their guys into colleges and having them compete. They were the winner of the Essex County Tournament this past season. Randy Foy went there. Corey Channel played there uh, scholastically. Um, And a, a, a bunch of other players you know, who competed, who competes in the, the, on the D3 level and the D2 level. Um, West side in Newark, New Jersey, a ton of talent, ton of talent, you know? So if I, I think if they ever make, you know, a pri- it a priority for the kids in the public school with the academics, you know, they can, you know, they can keep these kids there and have them, you know, build a future through basketball once the they stop playing basketball in high school um, and you know there's different things that kids are battling and dealing with within the inner city it's it's just that simple there's no uh there's no you know there's no um how can I say it there's no secret to it you know there's young parents. There's kids who have to babysit their siblings, bring them to practice, things of that nature. I experienced experienced that firsthand at North Thirteenth Street. I had two players; they were often late for practice because mom worked from four to twelve, and those got and those kids were the babysitter for the six-year-old and the seven-year-old. That's that's normal in in North uh, New Jersey, in East Orange, New Jersey, in Irvington, New Jersey that's, that's the norm. All right. Opposed to at a Nork Academy where I'm at now, I'm, I don't have to worry about a kid being late for practice or coming to practice with a younger sibling for those, uh, with, with those type of, you know, issues. It's just, it's just not the norm. It's It's not going to happen. You know, I don't have to worry about that. So let's not you know, take anything away from these kids in Newark, New Jersey. They have a lot to deal with. Some of them persevere and fight through it and make something of themselves. But it's a lot of them that fall to the wayside because they're not getting the right guidance. They're not getting the uh, the right lectures from the older guys uh, coming up. See, that's and that's part of the problem, too. That's part of the problem, too. When I was coming up, I grew up in East Orange, New Jersey. I lived on Harrison Street, 164 South Harrison Street. And we used to go to a park called Orange Park. We would go there. Me and my brother, we would walk there. And we would play against the kids from Orange. And we would play against some kids from East Orange. And then, you know, here and there, you have a couple guys coming from North. You know, because, you know, that's just what guys do. They're looking for a good run They come up. So, when I would go to the park at 13 years old or 14 years old, it's a couple of rules you had to learn in a park. And the first rule was, if you weren't good enough to play with the older guys, you used to have to go down to the B court, to the other side of the court, until you learn how to play. And how do you learn how to play with the older guys? You better learn how to pass it And you better learn when to shoot because you had a lot of guys, a lot of older guys that were playing (laughs) that was coming from work (laughs) or was about 36, 37 years old. And they ain't one little young 14 year old kid messing the game up. Because if you lose, you got to sit for about a good 45 minutes. So. That's how I learned to play. When I get on the court, hey, yeah, you better pass it to this guy. And if you got an open shot, by God, you better make it. And you better play some defense. So that's missing. Also, kids don't go to the park. Kids don't play with older guys. Older guys are not teaching kids how to play the game. They're not investing that time with them in the park because kid, you know, there's no one in the park. You know, so it's you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot that a young kid got to deal with. The first thing they doing with these young kids is throwing them in the AAU. Five on five right away. Well, how can you play five on five if you never played two on two or three on three? How can you play five on five? You don't know how to – you don't know when to pass, when to cut, when to go away from the ball. You just don't know. You know, so – you know, I I think I touched on a couple things tonight that I think will help, you know, some of the listeners out there just trying to paint a picture for home and uh, just, you know, let them know what's going on within the inner city of the New Jersey basketball, you know, arena, you know, next week, our ne- our other topic is we're going to touch on, you know, whether division one, division two, or division three is the work, is the worst thing, you know, whether or not accept, whether or not going to division two or division three is the worst thing in the world. Obviously, everybody wants to go to division t- one, but you, you're just not that good. And then there's kids who, are, you know, are, you know, prepping and then reclassing, you know, that's a whole nother topic for another day. So. With that being said, this is Coach Mingo. I appreciate you listening. Subscribe to the Dion Mingo podcast. And just make sure that, you know, tell a friend and tell another friend and tell another friend that Coach Mingo is just trying to have you see his vision with the game of basketball and life and things of that nature. Thanks for listening. Good night.